provide to you. So I decided we will continue speaking about Rav Harani and as many things we're going to read from Prabhupada's book. So, yeah. right. it's so purifying to hear about Rav Harani. And I think you may have some questions, so if you have any questions. Yupa has noted them. From what I remember, there are maybe some unanswered questions in there. So I'm just going to chant and wait for you all. And we'll meditate on Raja. You barely heard what I was saying. I was saying we're going to speak about Radharani today. And then we're going to chant a little bit, uh, waiting for all you to come. And then we're going to see if there's any questions left from last. Thir last It was actually Wednesday, the last class. <laughs>
Billy Lynn, there's um, this is a Facebook class, not a Zoom class. But um, this is the class. There's no Zoom. You're in. You're in the class. Hare Krishna. So, I want to continue reading some things about Radharani. Radharani, Radharani, Radharani ki jai. Stop thinking about Radharani. I just can't stop thinking of Radhe Radhe, Radhe Radhe. 
So because I can't stop thinking of Radha, I decided we will talk about Radha. Radha, Radha, Radha. Hold on one moment. So we're going to read some things. I've sent the quotes to Kamaniya. She's going to post them. We're going to read some things that Prabhupada has written from Chaitanya Charitamrita. And a lot of what Prabhupada has written are things that we discussed, but we discussed them without the quotes. And so in this way we can read what Prabhupada says and it elaborates on what we've talked about and adds some other information. Sound good? Are we ready? Okay, pay attention, students. This begin, begin, we'll begin reading from... Begin reading from Chaitanya Charitamrita. If you want, if you have a book or you have access, but Kamini will put it up. So this is from... Chaitanya Charitamrita Adi Lila, chapter 4, verse 162. And this is the verse. Gopi Ganera Premera Radha Bhavanam Ishuda Nirmala Prema Kabu Nahikam The love of the gopis is called Radha Bhava. It is pure and spotless. It is not at any time lust. So this is this is uh, super super important to understand. We've been discussing this, but Prabhupada he emphasizes it. Super super important to understand this point. Is if, if if we get this point, then everything can open up in understanding the leelas. If we don't get this point, we'll never understand. And the purport. The position of the gopis in their loving dealings with Krishna is transcendental. Their emotion is called Radha Bhav. Although it is apparently like mundane sex desire, one should not confuse it with mundane sexual desire. Excuse me. One should not confuse it with mundane sexual love for its pure and unadulterated love of Godhead. So yes, we have the quote, at least we have the Bengali. The quote's going to come up. Yeah. So the reason that this needs to be discussed and the reason that Krishnadas Kaviraj is discussing this is because it looks like ordinary boys and girls because as conditioned souls, when we see boys and girls together, we only know of material relationships. So when we look at Radha and Krishna, then we think it's a relationship. That's just like other relationships. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. So it has to be expressed. And that's what being that's what's being expressed by Krishna Das Kavaraj in this verse. And He's saying their emotion is not lust. It's called Radha Bhav. It's the, you could say it's the emotion of Radha or emotion for Radha. 
Hare Krishna. So, the next verse and purport we're going to read is Adi Lila, f chapter 4, text 164 and 165. Kama prema dohakor bibina lakshan lohor hima yache sharup vilakshan. Lust and love have different characteristics, just as iron and gold have different natures. They're both metals, and sometimes lust and love look similar. They're as different as gold and iron. Yes. So, next verse. Atmendriya priti bhancha dharibalit kam Krishnendriya priti icha dhari premanam The desire to gratify one's own senses is kama, lust. But the desire to please the senses of Lord Krishna is prema, love. So one of the definitions of love is that you want to please, you only want to please the senses of the person you love. And you have no other desire. You have no desire to please your own senses. Your only desire is to please their senses. Just as now, we're always pleasing our senses. Could you imagine having no desire to please your senses? And just as we now have desire to please our senses, our only desire would be to please Krishna's senses. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Yes? It would be. Okay, so we'll now read from the purport. One should try to discriminate between sexual love and pure love. For they belong to different categories with a gulf of difference between them. They are as different from one another as iron is from gold. The revealed scriptures describe pure love as follows. Sharvata dvamsha rahitam satyapi dvamsha karane yad bhava bandhanam Juno Suprema Parikiritaha. If there is ample reason for the dissolution of a conjugal relationship, and yet such a dissolution does not take place, such a relationship of intimate love is called pure. In other words, <laughs> where there's a reason for a dissolution of relationship, that's called divorce. So we get divorced. And here it is said, if there's a reason, so-called reason. Krishna, he's, he's going off with other women. He's neglecting me. Okay, that's a good reason not to love him. Or he lied. He said he's coming back from Mathura very shortly, but he didn't. That's another reason not to love him. There are so many, so many transcendental reasons, so-called reasons not to love Krishna. Of course, there's no reason not to love him, but you understand the point. So even if there's a reason, but your love remains pure, that's called love. Uh, 
that's this verse. Nothing disturbs the relationship. The predominated gopis were bound to Krishna in pure love. For them, there was no question of sexual love based on sense gratification. Their only engagement in life was to see Krishna happy in all respects, regardless of their own personal interests. So this is, this is another definition of love. You want to see, it, it, it's actually very easy to understand because if you just look at what conditioned consciousness is, I always want to be happy, I always want to enjoy, and you flip it around and say, I always want to make Krishna happy, I always want to see him enjoy, that's pure love. That's why we say it's 180 degrees, perverted reflection, and so it's very easy to understand it in this way, just as I love my body, or I love the expansions of my body, my parents, my brothers, sisters, my children, my pets. With, with that kind of love, but much more intense, it's all for Krishna. And there's none of that personal desire. That's what it is. The only engagement in life was to see Krishna happy in all respects, regardless of their own personal interests. They dedicated their souls only for the satisfaction of the personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna. There was not the slightest tinge of sexual love between the gopis and Krishna. Move over so we can see Prabhupada. The author of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita asserts with authority that sexual love is a matter of personal sense enjoyment. All the regulative principles in the Vedas pertaining to desire for popularity, fatherhood, wealth, and so on are different phases of sense gratification. Acts of sense gratification may be performed under the cover of public welfare. Nationalism, religion, altruism, ethical codes, Biblical codes, wow. Health directives, fruitive action, bashfulness, tolerance, personal comfort, liberation from material bondage, progress, family affection, or fear of social <coughs> ostracism or legal punishment. But all these categories are different subdivisions of one substance, sense gratification. That, um, that may seem like kind of a narrow statement. Well, what is what is the point Prabhupada make what is the point that Prabhupada is making? If you look at all of these isms that Prabhupada's describing or activities, organizations, you won't find at the root of them the pure desire to please Krishna. That's Prabhupada's point. So he's saying in some way they're self serving. And even though the intention may be good or the intention may be to help other people, at the core of that, there's some self-interest to satisfy ego, to get a tax write-off, to satisfy my own personal needs. 
but not at the core is the desire to satisfy God. That, that's Prabhupada's point. There may, there may be so many good things that are being done, but at the core, there's not the desire to satisfy God. That's Prabhupada's point. And that's the simple definition of love. All such good acts are performed basically for one's own sense gratification. For no one can sacrifice his personal interest while discharging these much advertised moral and religious principles. In other words, the point Prabhupada's making is he's comparing these activities to love of Krishna. That's the point. So he's saying that in material material life for a conditioned soul, no matter what they do, no matter how beneficial it is, you will find that no one is, is entirely sacrificing their own personal sense gratification. But that's what the gopis do. And that's why and what, what Prabhupada's doing in this purport, he's he's working off this premise of iron versus gold. And lust and love are different. So he's trying to show how it's different. And this, you know, it takes some time to getting getting used to because you know, we can look at people who are tolerant or religious or, or do well for others. We can't deny that they're doing well for others. But Prabhupada is pointing out that where there's love of God, there will be no personal interest. And that you won't find that unless there is love of God. So even in the people that are doing well, you'll find personal interest is there. So they may be doing good things. But there's some personal interest that must be there because we identify with the body, so personal interest must be there on some level. That's the point. Simple point, actually. For no one can sacrifice his personal interest while discharging these much-advertised moral and religious principles. Personal interest means the desire to enjoy the body on some level or the mind. But above all this is a transcendental stage in which one feels himself to be only an eternal servitor of Krishna, the absolute personality of Godhead. All acts performed in this sense of servitude are called pure love of God because they are performed for the absolute sense gratification of Sri Krishna. However, any act performed for the purpose of enjoying its fruits or results is an act of sense gratification. Such actions are visible sometimes in gross and sometimes in subtle form. So, so that's um, a little bit of the problem. Prabhupada saying gross and subtle. So, he, Prabhupada is saying subtle. Company, the problem is I'm using a webcam that's 1080p, and my phone has not 1080p, and so it slows it down. So um, I'm waiting to get internet specifically in my office because I'm using it from the house. That hopefully will 
solve the problem. So maybe until I get it, I will use my phone. Maybe. Video stopping because it's high resolution and I don't know how to broadcast at lower resolution. Maybe, maybe there's a setting someone could let me know if there is. You can also set, um, can you set your, no, you can't set your resolution, can you? I'm afraid if I hit something, I'll disappear. <laughs> 